This is the Beyond the Profi podcast, the podcast that empowers you and inspires you to seek career excellence while pursuing your passion. And I'm your host, Jasmine Haley. family. This Beyond the Profi podcast episode is brought to you in part through a sponsorship from Young Dental. This episode's featured product is the Delish 5% Sodium Fluoride Varnish. It's smooth and translucent. There's no stringiness or clumping that makes it difficult when you're trying to provide a fluoride varnish treatment. It comes in four delicious flavors, vanilla cupcake, green apple, fresh melon, and spearmint surprise. It's gluten-free and it's pre-mixed. And I absolutely love the green apple flavor. My children and I tried it for the first time last year and we absolutely loved it. It's kid approved. To find out more about this product, visit them at www.youngdental.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beyond the Profi podcast. I'm very very happy to have this guest who I virtually met through Instagram. Instagram is amazing for seeing new and upcoming and just amazing professionals who are just rocking it. And my guest today, Crystal Savis, yes. <laughs> um, is, is one of them. And I'm just, I'm very excited to introduce her to, to you all. So welcome Crystal to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. Hello. Oh, my goodness. So I, Crystal is a friend in my head um, because we haven't met virtually, but I knew that we had like a connection when I saw her getting down and singing um, right before or during studying or something yeah. like that. Like I normally either break out to some sort of Beyonce yes. or, you know, whatever craziness that I would never do in public around other professionals. <laughs> anything to keep the hours going you know yeah it's crazy it's crazy but you had you had the courage to show that and I love that (laughs) (laughs) thank you it's like raw footage because it's it's like every day really like I it just happens like I don't plan it I try to do like I'll tell myself like two hours of studying and then I can like listen to some music but I just started singing something in my head and then I'm like let me just play the song and let me start dancing and then but it, it helps the study session get by, go by much faster, much smoother. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so why I wanted to have her on this podcast is, one, she has an amazing Instagram feed. I see the work that she's been putting in. Um, and also, she has a very unique perspective that I feel many um, hygienists are inquisitive about it, especially <laughs> when hygienists decide to leave the profession and go into another health profession. So what makes Crystal very unique is that she's currently in her first year of medical school and she has the uh, dummies to prove it. <laughs> she showed, <laughs> on her Instagram feed, she shows some of the stages that she's going through. And I definitely want to dive deep into that right away. 
um, because when you look on the forums, and of course you've probably seen them, people are like, well, should I go into nursing? Or has anyone done physician's assistant? Or um, what else have I seen? Uh, I think physician assistant and nursing is one of the top ones that I, that I see for dental hygienists. So mm -hmm. what made you transition and go into um, medicine? Okay, so my journey actually started um, with dentistry and I had braces in middle school and I was obviously always in the dental office like every month. So after that, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I want to do um, become a dentist. So that was my course. So I, I applied to colleges and I wanted to become a dentist, but I also wanted to have like a backup in the in the case that I didn't get into dental school or if I changed my mind, but I knew that I wanted to be in dentistry. So I majored in dental hygiene, but I was also taking my prerequisites for dental school. And so um, I ended up graduating a year earlier with my bachelor's. And within that time, I kind of like crammed my dental admissions test. So I took that <laughs> the dental admissions test and I scored like pretty okay, but um, I only applied to like these top tier schools, not knowing that like, <laughs> I mean, an okay score is fine, but like you need to have your, your safety schools that you should apply to. But I just assumed because I had like this dental hygiene degree that I'm like, oh, they're going to be like, oh, okay, like let's just let her in. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that didn't happen. And, um, I had graduated with my, um, hygiene degree and anyway, I started working as a dental hygienist, and my goal was to um, study for my dental admissions dental admissions test again, and um, apply again to dental school. But as I was working as a dental hygienist, I started to realize that I actually loved dental hygiene more than um, what the dentists were doing in my office, mm -hmm. and I just loved the preventative aspect. And I I felt like I could actually like contribute to my patients. Um, oral health and like their systemic health mm -hmm. um, more as a hygienist than being a dentist. And I really just love seeing like a lot of my perio patients go from like moderate to severe gum disease to, mm -hmm. um, and people and just go from a patient who just like never flossed or never brushed to mm -hmm. a patient that became um, aware of their oral health um, and just became more like in tune with what they need to do. And, I just love that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And I would even just like correlate things in their chart. Um, if a patient had um, a lot of like uh, decalcifications or a lot of cavities, I'd try to see like maybe there's some like nutritional deficiency. And I, I got like really, really involved with like making these connections. And so I basically started to feel like I wanted to do more beyond the realm of the oral cavity. Mm -hmm. But um, I also... I also wanted to have like a profession where I could be this like kind of holistic person. And so I started looking up medicine and I saw that there was like osteopathic medicine and I saw that they do the same thing as um, an MD doctor. They, they all do the same thing, but there's an extra component that is more holistic. And so mm -hmm. I started looking into those schools and then I just had this epiphany one day that I didn't want to do dentistry anymore. And I actually, wanted to um, go into medicine. And from there, I took my MCAT and now I'm here. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that's interesting. So when you decided to go into um, medicine, 
did you like have to retake any prerequisites or did you being a dental hygienist help with you getting into medical school, especially with the, the DO option instead of the MD? Um, well, to, in order to um, apply to uh, dental school, like the prerequisites for uh, dental school and medical school are pretty similar. They're okay. actually like the same for mm-hmm. most schools. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, they're pretty the same. They're pretty, yeah, they're the same for most schools, but it's just that instead of the dental admissions test, I have to take the medical school admissions test. Mm-hmm. So I had to do um, that one. And then I, I also took an additional class, which was um, biochemistry. Um, because a lot of the med schools started um, having this requirement. So I did that while I was working um, as a dental hygienist also. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm sorry, what was the other what was the last question? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going <laughs> to enjoy the conversation because um, I've already got another follow up. So like, you know, when you are a hygienist and you go into dental hygiene school and you go in there and you say, oh, I want to be a dentist or I want to do this, people like, like, this is not a stepping stone to any, anything else. You know, that's the conversation that you normally hear. Did you feel like any doubts about transitioning into medicine or advancing in that in that way and leaving dental hygiene you know did you ever feel like hmm I don't know about doing this you know did you ever encounter any of that yeah I definitely like even when I was in dental hygiene school my my advisor was actually um she wasn't really that helpful and I think because I I told her that there was a few girls in the program that wanted to become dentists also but when I told her, she kind of, she was, she told me that I could take my prerequisites at uh, community colleges. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I don't think so. I mean, you can, if you, some people do start off in community colleges, but if you're already at a four-year college, like it looks bad on your um, application if you go to a community college, because some people do that so that they can get a better grade and classes. Mm-hmm. But I was already going to a four-year college so um that was kind of weird but she she would always ask me like are you sure do you know if you can do it but I was doing really well in my classes and everything so I think I don't know if she just felt like it was something that I couldn't accomplish I I don't I don't know but mm-hmm. um that was like the first step but um obviously I knew that dental school would be rigorous and then making my transition from dental hygiene a lot of people did feel like I only knew about the mouth and that's just like a small part of the body. That's not really that important, but actually um, doing dental hygiene and like a lot of stuff that I learned in hygiene school was actually really helpful for like doing well in my classes in medical school because we learned like, yes, we did learn about the mouth more, but we did also have like a general science knowledge. So um, some people did doubt me when I would like, um, shadow at some doctor's office they're like why don't you just become a dentist like why mm-hmm. are you coming to um, medical school like mm-hmm. some, some of those some of the reasons why they would say that would be because um, I guess I would say half of the time they would say that just because they felt like I was yeah just doing something beyond my like doing, doing something beyond my reach like something that I probably couldn't accomplish and then 
also they would just be like dentists are always on vacation like they have such a better they have a much better <laughs> quality of life than us they're like don't you don't you want to be on vacation all the time <laughs> and I'm just like um and I actually said I was like no I want to do something that's fulfilling and they they're like really and I was like um are you a doctor? <laughs> that is so interesting that they have that perception of dentists when dentists are, they work, they work just, they work really hard. Yeah. Their perception know? is that dentists are always on vacation. <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah. So crazy. I mean, they don't have the hours of working late at night. Yeah. They mm-hmm. have the regular work hours, but I mean, wow, that's, that's pretty interesting. So what is medical school like? I mean, obviously, we already know that, you know, dental hygiene school is a boot camp. Mm-hmm. So what is, is medical school like? Medical school is, <sighs> okay, so medical school is really good in the fact that you're kind of like the captain of your ship. So they give you the tools and like a lot of our lectures are online. So we watch them at home, but we do have to come in. Um, weekly and do these mandatory quizzes which are open book and it's like a a shared discussion amongst our classmates wow Um, and it's called um clickers so we have like a clicker that's like Mm a remote control and we'll um type in our answer um based on the multiple choice um, options so um the clicker session is meant to kind of just like see Um, help us reinforce that material that we learned at home since we're not having like in-class lectures and that's the opportunity that we get to ask the professors anything that we um any problems or just like clarify things that we didn't understand in lecture but I do like the fact that although there there's lectures but it's up to you to like decide how you want to um learn your knowledge like you don't have to use the lectures like you should use the lectures, but there's also PowerPoints. Like for me, I'll, I love to read and I really don't like to watch certain professors because if I don't feel like I'm getting a lot of knowledge from them, I'd rather get it from the book because I like a complete story. Um, and I just like to be more efficient. So I just feel like I'm kind of just in control of my ship where I can just like read the book on my own time. I don't have to watch the lectures. When I'm done, I'll just like go through the slides, but you just have to like do your own like time management and find out what works for you. So that's like the hardest part of medical school, just finding out your study schedule because um, the way you studied in like high school or college is definitely not going to be the way you study in med med school because we have like 20 hours of lectures a week and then we have to come in for clickers and then we also have labs that we have to come into. So, and then we still have to somehow maintain, um, you know, extracurricular activities so that um, we're like active in community and um, active on campus. So it's all about like seeing what works for you. But I, I just like figured out my sleeping schedule and I go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. I go to sleep much earlier now. (laughs) I wake up much earlier because I used to like try to stay up until like two or three in the morning and study, but I would wake up late and I'd feel like really groggy. And I used to do that when I was in college, and I, yeah. I can't do that anymore. I'm, yeah, I can't. <laughs> wow, so, wow. So it's almost like a flipped classroom. Yeah, basically. You know, whereas dental hygiene, there's like, I know that for, I only know one university that I think the entire program is flipped, and that's mm-hmm. Ohio, I think it's Ohio State. 
somewhere in the Midwest um, area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, they get their lecture at home at their own time and they come in and it, it's enhanced learning because you, you're you responsible for learning the content beforehand and then you're applying it as a class. And I've always wanted to teach that way. I've never had the opportunity to do that yet, but I love the fact. And I think in general, medicine in general is a lot more further and advanced in some things that I've seen. For me, my um, area of expertise is um, working with persons living with HIV, dealing with substance abuse. Mm. So I've, I've seen the advancements in medicine by going to their conferences, going to the nurse, nurse conferences, and dentistry is still here, you know, yeah. it's back here. It's not really catching up to so many of the other things that, you know, we see happening in other health professions, mm-hmm. which is sad. I'm hoping that it, that'll change over time. Yeah, because I when I I went to NYU um, for undergrad and it was only our anatomy class that actually had like the flipped classroom. Like we we had an actual lecture, but they started this thing called they would call it podcast, but it was like a video, um, basically a video lecture, um, and then we could like interact with it from home or something like that. But they, mm-hmm. it was like the first year that they had started out. And it was only for anatomy class, but that was like pretty cool because I was, I'm a person that doesn't really like to go to class if I don't have to. <laughs> you want to know students, okay. <laughs> yes, but like my friends are like, Crystal never goes to class and then she just shows up and like ate to the feds. I'm like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't really learn that well from like sitting there. Like I, I love to like read the book and then... Yeah. I don't know. It, You're not just, really an it, auditory learner. Yeah, so it so, like that's class, okay. It's just now class is like mandatory because the clickers are um, ten percent of each class, so I have yeah. to show up. But yeah. yeah, if I didn't have to, like, yeah, they wouldn't see me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny. One of the first ladies that um, was my mentor when I started educating, uh, she said the same thing. She was either not in class or sleeping. <laughs> And that's all her, and she and she passed everything. She passed. Yeah. She did well. She was she was like her her class, her dental hygiene class. She was first dental hygiene class that graduated from the school I was teaching at. Oh wow! And she was like they that all they knew of her was that all she did was sleep. You know? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so yeah. some people are like that, you know. Some people are definitely like that, and that's I that is a blessing. I not. <laughs> And I won't, you know, I have to keep that in mind too, because as an educator, when I see the students not coming to class or not doing certain things, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. You know, it's, but it's not you. People, yeah, it's not me. <laughs> well, maybe it is, because sometimes it could be. But um, yeah, it could be just they they're not really feeling it. But I love I love the fact that you're sharing that and I do appreciate that. And I'm sure that there's gonna be some I hope so. There's some listeners that will be intrigued and and reach out to you because you share a lot of your experience because you are a blogger, Mm -hmm. which is so awesome. So how did you transition into that? Did you do that before you left dental hygiene or did you decide to do it once you've entered medical school? I decided to do it once I entered medical school Mm -hmm. um, because I know that my entry into medicine was very non-traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that I could also, I could relate to people who were like pre-med students and also people who wanted to go into dental hygiene. 
Um, so I just wanted to like impart my knowledge and give advice to anybody who um, was interested in like also just like this representation because I do have people that um, I have people that will send me an email and just say like, oh my gosh, like I've never, I wanted to reach out to people, but I never find um, anyone that <laughs> seems like open to sharing like information with me. Can yeah. you help me find a hygiene school or um, how did you get into med school? Like, what is your advice? So mm -hmm. I'm, I email people and I write them on Instagram. So I really love my platform because it actually, it's like an outlet for me too, because um, it gives me like something to look forward to after studying. I'm like, oh, let me like go on Instagram. Let me post this funny picture. Or let me see what, you know, what's going on or like what someone commented on my picture. And it kind of, it makes my day a lot of, a lot of the time. Um, yeah. So I really like having that outlet to express myself. And mm -hmm. I figured, why not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> better time than now. Basically. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I I started my I started my first blog when I had my second daughter, oh. and it kept me busy. Like it kept me occupied. Not my second blog, my first blog, because I've always journaled. I've always oh, journaled, okay. but um, I wanted to talk about cloth diapering. I wanted to talk about being a mom and. Um, share some of the things that we were doing. I was like one of those moms that found like every free thing to do <laughs> in the state of Maryland. <laughs> um, I was making food. I, I wanted to talk about my natural hair. So I, I loved it. I loved it. And I did it for a while. I did it for a while. So I definitely recommend if anyone's looking for a creative outlet that you don't need anyone's permission to actually publish create your own you know mm -hmm. just create your own and i can't wait until i'm out of school right now i'm doing my um master's degree and i want to get back to writing because i was writing in the blog once a month oh wow um and i'm, do I'm still doing newsletters but it's still like ugh, not not today yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is my last semester so once that's once that's done i'll be i'll have an opportunity to be able to um start writing again okay. I can't wait I cannot wait so currently you you teach you're also teaching a course in dental hygiene yeah so I teach part-time at uh, a community college one day a week last semester it was like two to three days but yeah. this semester I was I this semester I said I'm not going to work that much because my GPA was affected last semester. Okay. Um, so I won't be graduating with a 4.0. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's not. I had A's until last semester. Oh my god. Um, and it, it's not like I, I got an A minus, okay? Oh my god. But I'm mad about that. <laughs> I'm mad about that. But anywho. So I do that. I'm also working as an educational consultant for an HIV program. So I get a chance to actually work in an interprofessional program where we're educating med students, dental students, pharmacy, nursing, dental hygiene, social work, law. They all come together to learn about how to address the HIV, HCV epidemic. Mm. And then I, they just expanded that. So now I get to go in the community also and educate those at risk or who are living with HIV. 
Oh, that's pretty interesting. And then I have Beyond the Profi, which is I'm sharing content, <laughs> trying to inspire people to have career satisfaction. And I host events and I speak. And so that's, wow. that's everything I'm doing. Wow. You're amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So are you. <laughs> thank you. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot, but I, I have come to terms with the fact that my personality is one not to sit around. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would be like miserable. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have multiple things going on, mm-hmm. but the, it is a, also a hard thing and challenging thing to deal with. You know, because sometimes you don't know when to stop. You don't know when to pump the brakes. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you felt that way, but at med, med school is probably making you, you have no choice but to get it. Otherwise you won't make it. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I do feel like I, like there's times when I go on my, um, like my YouTube channel and I'm like, figuring out ways like what should be my next video and I'm trying to put like content together and it's like three hours later and I'm like I should have been reading my physiology (laughs) book but I sometimes I get like really wrapped like caught up and I'm like okay like it's fun but I need to go back to my studies so yeah I can see how you can (laughs) not find that like boundary where you're just like okay let's like yeah yeah a little bit (laughs) I would spend an entire day editing episodes same <laughs> any episodes I said not no 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 I'm not doing this no more like I because then I don't have any time to create content I don't have any time it's taking from my family too yeah. so you know I'm like I can't I can't so I I totally I totally get it so what advice would you give you know for for because it's going to be dental professionals listening for those who are interested in blogging like what what kind of what are your top Three tips for someone that's interested in blogging. Okay. Um, okay, so I currently blog on Instagram. I don't have a separate blog at the moment. Um, I know some people do start there, but I would say just pick, the first tip is to pick a platform that you want to start off with. Like if it's Instagram or if it's like WordPress or whatever blogging form you choose to do. Um, pick that and then two i would say um pick an interesting name for your blog um my name is madame winnell <laughs> online <laughs> and that took me a couple of months of <laughs> brainstorming because i wanted i didn't want it to just be like a medical related thing because i wanted it to still be you know true to me and encompassing everything else yes but um three I would say to just create a content calendar, like a brief thing of like what you would want to share. Definitely like make your first post, like don't post it yet, but just like create your first post and that's going to be like your first intro to the world. And that post has to like grab people in and um, make people see like why they want to follow you and why you're um, just show your passion in that first post and that will definitely like draw people in. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. You're a lot more organized than I am. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds, it sounds very organized, but really it's like, <laughs> it's like, 
little pieces like on my phone like in notes I that's yeah. not where that's my accountant calendar it's not an actual calendar it's just like <laughs> Thursday do this <laughs> yeah that's I mean for me I'm like for me I'm I would just say you know um whatever moves you right you know but seriously yeah. in order to keep it keep your um people engaged or listening you have to create a content calendar mm-hmm. you have to be consistently putting out the information Definitely. I've seen that and I've seen how it's also helped with people listening to the podcast as well. But there's times where I've actually had to let it go for weeks just to get a break also, you know? So I, I think the next question I want to ask you is, do you, what, once you, once you graduate from med school, do you have any plans on where you're going to be focusing? Like, what's your specialty going to be? Because you have a unique background that you could really help hygiene, the hygiene world at some point when you graduate. Okay, so right now I'm actually like a little torn between two specialties, but I think because I'm a little crazy, I think that I can like mix them together. (laughs) So (laughs) I... I want to do family medicine um, because it encompasses everything. And I, I'm used to working in a family practice because my old practice was a family dental practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a family practice doctor, you're going to be able to, you're going to see kids, um, you're going to see infants to um, older people, and you're going to treat like everything. You're going to do derm, you're going to see, um, you know, asthma, you're going you're gonna to see like a, a host of different diseases that um, <clears throat> that will be like in your office every day. So I don't want to like limit myself to one specialty, but I am very interested in surgery. Um, and I know they usually don't go together, but I know that in like rural areas or certain areas where there's not a lot of um, physicians, um, you can get some uh, I guess it's like a, like a hospital affiliation if you do a certain number of hours during your residency training. Um, so I would like to do like some type of hands-on surgery, even if it's not like here, I know I would probably do it like abroad. And I just, I like the hands-on um, aspect. Like even now I, I like miss like cleaning calculus. <laughs> like I, I miss like, I miss perio patients and I, I just miss that hands-on um, aspect but I do do some dissections in like anatomy lab and stuff like that but I know that I still want that hands-on um approach somehow in my office so I just like that family medicine um encompasses everything and so there's really nothing that you could there's really nothing that you could like exclude from your practice because you're trained to treat like anything right um any um disease obviously if there's like an emergency like you should be trained but that that would go to like an emergency doctor but um you're trained to to treat just about anything but and what you said about dental hygiene or just dentistry in general because I have that background um I'm sure that I could like foster this like connection between dentistry and um the medical world because I was already trying to do that as a dental hygienist but I knew that it wouldn't really, it wouldn't really go that far because I was dental hygienist and it was, there's, unfortunately, it seems like 
there's like two different worlds. There's like dentistry mm-hmm. and medicine. And unfortunately, they're not really like intertwined that much. So I know that I could bring that extra benefit to my practice. So they have they talked at all about oral health so far? Um, we just finished the head and neck chapter, but mm-hmm. they, no, it wasn't, no. <laughs> <laughs> It was um, just like, okay, there's the tongue, and they didn't talk about the teeth at all. Um, wow. Besides the parotid duct opening on the, like, yeah. the second molar. They did just the opening of the parotid duct, but, like, nothing about, like, taking care of your teeth or stuff like that. Or mm, Wow. So what what advice would you give for a hygienist that's interesting? What is, what are, what is the one thing you wish you knew before transitioning into this uh, this journey right now? Is there anything that you would have changed or done differently or something that you would advise someone that's interested in transitioning? Um, I think, honestly, um, I probably would have, I probably would have, like shadowed more dentists. (laughs) That sounds kind of weird because like I did enter dental hygiene school, but, and I was at um, NYU and it's dental school and we, we um, have clinic alongside the dental students, but I never really saw that much of what they were learning or doing. And it never really like crossed my mind that a dentist would be doing certain procedures. I, I don't know. I just never saw like the bigger picture of, being a dentist. Um, and I think I probably would have known sooner that like, I probably wouldn't have wanted to become a dentist. And I would have, I mean, I was already a hygienist, but it took me like working for about like two years or so to realize that um, becoming a dentist just wasn't something that I actually wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I really love hygiene. So I think I would have just shadowed more dentists and spoke to more dentists and um maybe just maybe even shadowed some dental hygienists like in the community service field and just kind of seen what their job was about but obviously I love learning every day while Mm -hmm. being a hygienist um but I would have just shadowed um more dentists for sure so that I would have known like what I didn't want or what I did want sooner but I mean, I have no regrets for sure. Um, but hygiene definitely brought me to medicine because yeah. if it wasn't for hygiene, I wouldn't have realized that this is what I wanted to do. Because as a hygienist, I was always, I was always like that. Like I was always like, your oral health is connected to your systemic health. Like your mouth is still attached to your body. And I was like always so passionate about this. And my sister was like, do you want to like be a speaker and like convince people like, <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I, that was like my thing. Like I was always like preaching this, like your mouth is attached to the rest of your body. And I had did some um, research at NYU with um, the with periodontal disease and um, diabetes, and trying to see if we could use the blood from the gingiva from the crevice from the curricular mm-hmm. <laughs> blood um, as a testing as a screening method for diabetes in the dental office. 
So um, once I did that, I was really just like telling all of my patients, like, did you know that there's a correlation? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't cause it, but there's a correlation. And I was just really, really amped on reading a lot of those like um, research studies that would show the correlation between oral health and overall and systemic health. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, definitely dental hygiene brought me to medicine. Like, I don't think I would have realized that had I not become a dental hygienist. Um, but I would definitely say whatever career that you want to do, I would say speak to people in that profession, um, shadow them, see it for yourself, like see it, you know, enough times, like you don't have to do it every day, obviously, but just like speak to a couple of different people. Like don't just speak to one person that tells you one thing because everyone's experience is different and then you can make an informed decision and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, what I'm hearing from you is really doing an honest and deep self-reflection mm-hmm. on your why and what you really want. Yes. What you really want and be okay with making that decision and, um, and going for it and taking action. You know, nothing you've said so far in this interview has said, you know, has showed that you, you you held back from pursuing your goals. And I think that's what's very inspiring about what you're doing and the fact that you're, you know, pushing through and having a good time while you're doing it. Because I know it's hard. I'm sure it's hard. I'm sure it's hard. All right. So here are my final two questions. Um, Last one. My first question is, what was the last book that you read? Um. (laughs) Besides a medical textbook. That I... (laughs) That I completed or that? You can, you can have read maybe a couple of pages. That's oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, the last book that I read and that I'm currently still reading is actually um, a book called Como Agua para Chocolate. And it's, wow. it's, a, it's a book. Um, it's a Mexican. It's a book from like Mexican literature. That's a, it's pretty famous amongst like um, Mexican literature and I'm reading that book because I'm also learning Spanish right now oh wow so um yeah I watched the movie but now I'm reading the book so very cool very (laughs) cool I am all business personal development but someone just posted that um Gabrielle Union's autobiography was extremely good so I may pick that up I don't know you know that's like venturing off into another Another side that I typically don't um, read about, but I love the fact that you're enhancing your language and, and the culture. I love that. Okay, final question. What was the best career advice you've ever been given? I would say the best career advice. Well, I don't know if it's actually career advice, but it's more of like when I was, um, when I was having some doubts about medical school and if I could like make it through and stuff like that. But um, I had a mentor tell me to read my personal statement again and um, read that personal statement and put yourself back into the shoes that you were when you sent your application and just like channel that passion and remember why you wanted to do it. And it was just like the person that does it will do it. So don't worry about, if you don't worry about who's doing it and who may be doing it better or making it look easier, just know that the person who actually 
does it and um, just, you know, applies themselves will complete what they have to do. And I actually did read my personal statement and I was so passionate in it. And Mm -hmm. I know that there's nothing that I can't accomplish um, without like my, without channeling my passion. So if I'm passionate about something, like I will accomplish it. So I always remember that even if there's like some tests that I know is like so hard and, you know, I don't think I, I don't think I'll pass or do well. I'm just like, no, I know why I'm here. Like I fought to be here and I will get through this. So that was really good advice about just like channeling your passion and just remembering why you're doing it in the first place. That is awesome. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And you know, if I still have this podcast in three years, <laughs> knowing me, I'll be doing something else. But um, if I still have, I would love to interview you again. Like once you get into practice. Thank you. And really, you know, getting out there and seeing what it's like and then get like a, a comparison, you know, yeah. that would be so <laughs> I would love to do that. It would be a pleasure. Thank you. Well, thanks again for coming on. Let uh, the listeners know where they can contact you or where they can find you. So you can find me on Instagram at Madam Winnell. Should I spell it? Uh, No, we'll put it in the show notes. Okay. (laughs) Um, So you can, sorry, you can find me. You can find me on Instagram at Madam Winnell, and you can also find me on YouTube at Madam Winnell. And make sure you stop by my both of my pages and let me know what you think, guys. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> well, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem.